Welcome to Travelers on Fire, an adventure travel podcast that will provide you inspiring travel stories from experts around the world and helps you getting ready for your next adventure. I'm your host, Nadim Reza, and I hope you enjoyed the show. In this episode, I will share some advantages and disadvantages of traveling solo. Because you know, so far, I traveled quite a bit by myself, and I got many questions on this topic. So yeah, therefore, we decided to share some experiences on the show. So I decided to divide this episode in two parts. First, I will cover some advantages and disadvantages of traveling solo as an overlander. What I mean then is when you're traveling overland with your own form of transport. So what I did in Africa on my motorbike and what I'm now doing in Europe in my van. And in the second part, I will cover some pros and cons of traveling solo as a typical well-known backpacker nowadays. And what I mean then is when you fly to a popular backpack area in the world, and that you continue to travel by the local public transport. So yeah, let's get right into it and start with some disadvantages that I experienced when I'm traveling solo as an overlander. So yeah, in my opinion, is the greatest disadvantage or biggest challenge of traveling solo as an overlander just the great risk that you take. Because you know, like, when you're traveling solo, there's just nobody who knows where you are and what you're doing at the moment, and just when something happens, it can take quite a while before you get any help. So yeah, let's say you just got malaria and passed out or you just did hit a massive puddle and crashed into a tree. It really can take quite a while before anybody knows what happened and before you get any help. Yeah, and actually this still is my biggest fear and definitely in Africa was my greatest fear all the time because I was just scared that anything would happen and nobody would know. And of course, I tried to stay a lot in contact with my family and with Hannah. But when you're on the road, sometimes you just don't have signal and you just can't always stay in touch with your loved ones back home. Of course, I also thought about like buying a satellite phone. But, you know, like these things are very expensive and I just didn't have the money at that moment to also invest in a satellite phone. Luckily, nothing crazy happened. So I'm very fortunate for that. And yeah, also a great tip. I always try to stay on the main roads and I try to go off road as little as possible. Because then at least there's a lot of traffic. So when something happens, there are at least other people that at some point will pass and hopefully will stop to help you. So definitely remember this if you're planning an overland trip solo. Yeah, and I also always try to buy a new SIM card when I cross the border. But yeah, it's not always easy to straight away buy a SIM card. Because I remember when I crossed the border from Ethiopia into Sudan, I think the first thousand kilometers were just like desert. So yeah, no town or at all to buy a SIM card. So yeah, then I was without signal. And I remember that Hannah at some point was pretty worried because I didn't reach her for I think two, three days. So um, yeah, that can happen. That's part of it. But um, yeah, still try, of course, to stay as much in contact as possible. And perhaps before you know you're going to cross a border, let them know that you're going to cross a border. So they might already prepare that they don't reach you for a couple of days. That's something I didn't do and probably would now do definitely different again. Alright, so the second disadvantage, in my opinion, is definitely the loneliness that comes with traveling solo. And also the fact that it's not so easy to make new friends who you can meet more often. Because you know, for example, in Africa, I traveled by myself. But I definitely hope that I would meet some other bikers who would also travel from Cape Town to Cairo. But the most travelers I met were traveling the other direction. 
So yeah, I couldn't meet them more often. And I also met some cyclists who were traveling the same direction. But of course, some cyclists went much slower than myself. So therefore, we couldn't meet more often. And yeah, that's a real pity because you experience so much during the day and you really would like to share something. And it's just so nice to also meet like other people who are doing the same thing as you. And yeah, that was really hard in Africa because I just didn't meet any of them. And when I met someone, it was, of course, very nice. But unfortunately, it was not so often. And you know my answer also when people ask me if I would do a trip like this again to Africa by myself. I would say I would definitely do the trip again, but not by myself because it's just so much better if you can share it. Yeah, and I also love the quote of problem shared is a problem halved. Because you know when you can share a problem with someone who experienced exactly the same challenge as you did, it's just so much better and easier to cope with in the end than when you're all by yourself. So yeah. And actually also right now in the van... You know, I'm not staying on campsites because I can't afford it and I'm traveling off the high season. So I definitely meet some other people who are living in a van, but still it's quite hard to meet someone who's having the exact time and travel schedule as you have so you can meet them more often. Because yeah, what now actually happens is that I meet someone for one night or two nights and then we have a great chat or a great evening or I meet them at the gas station and then after that everybody goes their own way again. And of course this is completely fine and natural. But yeah, it would definitely be nice to also meet them again, of course, at some point. But yeah, that's quite hard. And of course, yeah, especially in Africa, it would be very nice to see a similar face again because then I didn't have to tell my story all the time over and over again. So yeah, that's definitely another great disadvantage in my opinion. So yeah, if you're planning a trip overland solo, you should learn how to handle that because it will happen that you're going to feel lonely and it will happen that you want to share things and it's not possible and that the people you meet you can't like talk with them because they don't speak the language and so on so yeah those are definitely some challenges and be aware of them all right so those were the biggest downsides of traveling solo as an overlander in my opinion now it's time for some positivity and share some advantages of traveling solo so yeah in my opinion definitely the biggest advantage of traveling solo is just the freedom that you have And yeah, actually I can't describe in words the freedom I felt when I was traveling for the first time on my motorbike through Europe after I just finished my bachelor. Because you know, like the motorbike just gave me the opportunity to stop wherever I wanted to stop, to go wherever I wanted to go. And that's just something I didn't experience before. Because you know, before my first overland trip, I was traveling as a backpacker and I was dependent on public transport. And therefore I always had to take in my mind, where would I sleep? what's the timetable of the buses and yeah I just realized that I missed out on so many like beautiful local villages and untouristy places because I was just going from one popular spot to the other and yeah after I experienced like how it is to travel solo with my own transport it will just always be my preferred method of traveling and that's also why I'm still doing it right now with my van and what I like about traveling in a van and why I'm also doing it right now is that The van enables me to travel and to also work on some other things and to take whatever I want to take. Because, you know, I really love traveling on a bicycle or on a motorbike. But when you're just traveling on a bike or on a motorbike, then it's just very difficult to do other things next to it. Because after a day in the saddle, you're just so tired and done and all you want to do is sleep. And on this van life trip, I really want to get some projects off the ground. Yeah, the first one is obvious. That's to get this podcast started. And the second one is a documentary that Hannah and I will make of our one year around the world bicycle journey. And yeah, next to that, I also really like to surf and kite surf. And in this van, I can just take all my gear and do it whenever I would like. So yeah, the van gives me the opportunity to do all those things. And then, of course, I can park it anywhere for free 
and just stay as long as I want in one place and go wherever I want if I'm bored of it. All right, so yeah, freedom is definitely the first big advantage of traveling as an overlander. Another great advantage of traveling as an overlander by yourself is that you just learn and experience so much and unconsciously develop a lot of useful skills. Because, you know, first, you have to do quite some preparation by yourself. You know, in Africa, I needed three full months to prepare the whole trip. And then, when I was on the road, I was facing all kinds of challenges of, like, running out of fuel, finding water, finding good wild camping spots, broken vehicles, and so on. Oh, yeah, and at the end of my journey, I also really got sick, and I couldn't do something for, like, five days. So... Yeah, when you're traveling solo, you just face all these challenges and you're completely out of your comfort zone and you have to adapt continuously to the environment that you're in. So yeah, you have to ask a lot to locals to see if they can help or you have to find other travelers. But yeah, if you can't find them, you have to fix it somehow by yourself. And yeah, in the end, I learned so much of that. And also like when something works out or when you find a solution with some locals, after you've been in trouble, that feeling is just great. Because in the end, you know... Traveling is all about experiences and I will always definitely remember the moments when I was in trouble and it worked out in the end the most compared to when everything was just going fine. Yeah, so more details of how I got rescued in Africa several times we will cover definitely in another episode. So yeah, learning how to cope with all kinds of unexpected challenges all by yourself is definitely an advantage of traveling solo as an overlander. All right, we now arrived at the second part of the show. And let's get into some pros and cons of traveling solo as a backpacker nowadays. So the first disadvantage, well, this one also counts for traveling as an overlander. But yeah, what I really didn't like after my first backpack trip was that I just had the time of my life. And when I came home, nobody exactly knew what I experienced. And even though some were curious and some asked about the journey, they didn't really actually care and... Yeah, so it's pretty hard to convince the outside world how awesome it was because, of course, they weren't there. And yeah, I changed my mindset quite a bit. And when I came back in Amsterdam, everything was still the same. And that's just really, like, difficult, especially after you just have your first trip. So um, also on my backpack trip, everybody I met was just really cool and open-minded and nice. Everybody seemed to be in a good mood. And of course, when you're backpacking, everybody is also in a good bo- a good mood because they're having the time of their lives. They don't have to go to jobs or whatever. And yeah, back in Amsterdam, everybody seemed to be in a hurry. Everybody seemed to be grumpy, complaining about every little thing and so on. But yeah, I also have to admit myself, after a few weeks in the city, I also start to copy this behavior. But over the years, I've learned quite well how to deal with this aftershock. And yeah, I always try in the beginning to be as positive and as optimistic as possible. And I also like to surround myself with people who have a similar kind of mindset. But that also means that, unfortunately, I lost some old friends along the way. But yeah, I guess that's part of it. And another important thing to cope with the coming back is that when I'm about to go back, I always make sure that I have a plan of what I'm going to do. So that's either studying or work or whatever. I just make sure that I have something to do when I go back. And that I also can still do enough nice things after I finish work or studying. So yeah, that can mean skating, just cycling around the city or whatever. But just things that I look forward to after I finish work or studying. So these things can definitely help in my opinion. But yeah, dealing with the aftershock after your first trip or after you've just been traveling is definitely a big disadvantage of solo backpacking. So yeah, let's get now into the second disadvantage of 
being a backpacker and for me that's the fact that you're just dependent on quite some things and therefore you're not as free as when you're overlanding. Because you know, most backpackers nowadays, they don't have a tent and I also didn't have a tent myself and then you always have to find a place to sleep and because private rooms are quite expensive, you're often ending up going from one hostel to the other and sleeping in dorms and this can be quite exhausting after a while because you just all the time are sleeping with quite some people in the same spot and yeah, this really, really at some point is very tiring. So, um, yeah, and then you also are dependent on the public transport, on the timetables of the public transport. And that also means that you just will go from one place to the other, mostly that other backpackers have recommended to you. And, yeah, therefore you also miss out on quite some beautiful, like, untouristic places because you just follow what, yeah, most people are doing, which is completely natural. But, yeah, I experienced myself that you definitely then miss out on, like, some local villages and just beautiful countryside. So, um, yeah, okay, those were some disadvantages. Let's end with some positivity and go to the advantage of solo backpacking. So, yeah, I believe the biggest advantage and also why everybody should do it is that when you're solo backpacking in a popular backpack area, that it's just so easy to make new friends, to meet lovers and to travel together from one place to the other. And, yeah, of course, when you're with one friend, it's also easy to join groups, but definitely not as easy as when you're solo so yeah that's also what i love when i was traveling solo for the first time in southeast asia was that i just finally could really decide how long i wanted to stay in one place and i didn't have to make any compromise with my travel buddy so yeah i remember that i wanted to stay one week in a place to surf and i just did it while the year before while i was backpacking with my little brother he definitely wouldn't have really liked it to just stay in one place to only surf for one week so yeah this is for sure a big advantage of solo backpacking And actually, I can also remember that when I did my first solo trip alone, quite some friends asked me, like, why are you doing it alone? Because they thought it's going to be boring and not as fun as traveling with friends. But actually, in the end, I maybe had like one or two times dinner alone in a whole month. And the rest of the time, I always was with other people and I just enjoyed it so much to meet new people. And it's just really, yeah. If you haven't done a trip yourself, I really want to convince you to just go out there and do it because it's just really easy to make new friends. And especially in the hostels, these places are just made for solo travelers because it's very common that you're just yeah, ending up having dinner with the guy or girl who is also sleeping in the same dorm as you are. And yeah, I remember that when I experienced this for the first time, it was just so easy to connect. And yeah, I really was ending up having the time of my life just by doing all kinds of fun stuff with people I yeah barely knew, but in the end became very good friends with. Alright, so what I believe is another big advantage of solo backpacking nowadays is that like, you don't have to worry so much because backpacking nowadays, like especially in popular backpack areas like Southeast Asia or South America, it's just like so easy to do. It's relatively safe. All these countries are quite developed. Like There's mostly always somewhere good Wi-Fi and therefore you can easily stay in contact with your loved ones back home. And since so many people are backpacking nowadays, there's just a very small chance that you will be the only foreigner in the bus or train. You just have to use a bit of common sense. So yeah, backpacking nowadays actually is relatively safe. So yeah, therefore, if you're planning your first trip, please don't worry too much because you're going to meet a lot of nice people and you're just going to have a great time. So those were quite some advantages and disadvantages of traveling solo. However, if you're planning your first trip solo and you've never done it before, then I would definitely recommend to first go backpacking to a popular backpack area and see if you like it. 
because you know as a solo backpacker you're already quite out of your comfort zone and you will definitely face some unexpected challenges and you will also learn and experience a lot what will benefit you for the rest of your life. And what you can also do as a solo backpacker is that when you're in one place, you want to rent a scooter for a week, then you just do it and then you can explore the countryside a bit and see if you like it and then you can also feel a bit how it is to travel as an overlander. And the easy thing of a scooter is that you just can put your backpack on the back of your scooter and you can go as far as you want, as long as you also remember the way back, of course. But I know, for example, also in Vietnam is that there are two main cities, like Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh, and you can also decide to like buy a motor or scooter in one city, drive all the way down the coast to like the other big city and then sell it there. A lot of backpackers doing that these days and I definitely think that that's an awesome experience because this already is quite a big trip and you will definitely be quite some days on your scooter and your motorbike and then you definitely can feel how it is to travel as an overlander. And yeah, if you really like this way of traveling, then you should consider preparing your first overland trip And in my opinion, the most unique way of overlanding is to travel by bicycle. But you know, more of that we're going to cover in another episode. So yeah, this is already the end of the show. So thanks for listening to Travelers on Fire. And if you have any questions or recommendations, please let us know. If you want to see any pictures of our recent trips, or if you want to see how I'm living in a van right now, please follow our Instagram account, Globe Biking. And yeah, we hope to see you on the next show. Uh